The COVID crisis continues as the NHL shuts down through Christmas and the Olympics are in jeopardy. We're going to talk about it on today's episode of Locked on Red Wings. You're Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to Locked On Red Wings. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is your other host, Scotty Bentley, also host at Locked On Tigers, and he's having a hell of a time because both teams he does a podcast for are currently shut down, so lots of fun. Lo- love it, baby. It's uh, It's... It's 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 not great. <laughs> it's, it, it is not great. It's it's, it's actually really difficult. <laughs> but, uh, but very aptly. Yes, I'm very appreciative for Brian in times like this because I'm I'm already swirling around what the hell I'm gonna do for for the Tigers one literally on a day to day basis because that one is no end in sight. Um, but but hopefully this one is is not as as long as that one and, and we can get to some actual in season stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm like starting a series where I'm just doing like the the ranking the five best players at each position in Tigers history. That's like oh, my new geez. thing. Uh which is like I love it's doing. Fun. Like fun. Yeah. And and like the listenership's pretty good for it. Um and but like that'll knock me out like two weeks of shows and I'm like super pumped about that. And then I'm going to be right back in the same place because this lockout is going to go on for months. Well, hopefully on our end here on the NHL podcast network, we uh, only have to deal with this for one week. And then the NHL can just persevere and push through and get us some hockey games because I don't want another shutdown. I mean, if, if it becomes necessary, it, it, it will become necessary and we'll shut down. Uh, and we're going to talk about that, but I got to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm not asking. I'm telling you to. Not asking. I want you to subscribe to our YouTube. Do you think that'll work? Do you think me demanding it will have a positive reaction? You're an enforcer, Brian. Yes. <laughs> I'm an enforcer. That's, that's what are we talking about? Of course it will. You're, you're, you're enforcer, Brian. I don't know. Oh, no, but seriously, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel when you get the opportunity. We This whole episode, all the previous episodes from past week are on YouTube. So definitely go check that out. Um, so, yeah, the NHL announced uh, at, uh, the day of, of recording, which is Monday, uh, December 20th, that they are after the games on Monday, they're done through Christmas, which is really only like a handful of games because there's not a whole lot of games this week anyways. But it seemed like it was building building to this con- conclusion. And I'm not surprised at all it got to this point. I'm more or less just surprised that they how slowly they ripped that band-aid off. They should have just tore it off. As soon as they saw all these cut positive uh, tests coming through, it just it seemed like the next logical step. And they were just like, oh, we'll shut down this team. Oh, oh now the breakout's here. We gotta shut down this team. It just didn't make sense the way they did it. Like they literally had half the league shut down before they decided to be like, okay, yeah, just, just d- d- done. You're good. Yeah. And that, you know, we talked about that yesterday, right? Like that seems to be a reoccurring theme with all their protocols. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta just go all in one way or another, man. You just, you gotta, you, you know what I mean? Like you gotta just jump in and you gotta stop doing the, 
uh, oh, we're going to like take this really slowly and wait and see approach. Like it's clearly not going to work. Yeah. I mean, we've been through this before and it's going to be, hopefully this time the shutdown is not going to last like four or five months or however long it lasted last time. I think it ended, it started in March of 2020 and the season yep. restarted in July or August. So it's literal three or four months. Um, yeah, it, it, it was not fun. And I'm hoping that this NHL stoppage is literally just a week. And that after the 26, cause they're, what they're doing is the Red Wings were slated to play on the 27th. And that was the first time they could go to facilities, but the NHL moved it back a day because they want to test ahead of time to make sure players are healthy. They're going to reopen facilities at 2 PM local time. Um, so 2 PM Eastern, 2 PM Eastern here in Michigan. Uh, for players on the 26th to go back to facilities to get tested and make sure they're negative so they can play on the 27th. They're doing that with every team across the league. It's across the board. Everyone's just done. But the problem is you're still getting new positives in the days after teams are getting shut down. Yeah, so the Oilers, for example, who have been shut down, they're still getting multiple new positive COVID-19 cases despite the fact that they're not scheduled to play again uh, until the 27th. So they're in jeopardy of not having all their players back in time because new positive cases are still popping up because the NHL didn't shut them down in time. It's still spread. And now they're starting to get the positive uh, tests. So it seems like as much as I hope that it's just like a one week thing, it seems as if it might get dragged out a little longer than that. Honestly, without, a whole, and we talked about it yesterday, and I guess we're just building on that conversation without a whole revamping of the protocol. And they, they have tightened up the protocol to be like last year's. It's going to be like this, like get, catching it too late. And then tons of players going on COVID protocol. Yeah, absolutely. And and it would really wouldn't surprise me. I think honestly, I, at this point, I would probably be more surprised if it was truly just a week and they just came back next Monday and everything was like fine. Reminds me of I, when it first started, and they're like two weeks to slow the curve or whatever. And that was yeah, like that was months. not just sports, right? That was that was world. that was the world. So like, it it really wouldn't surprise me if uh, if this went from a one week thing to I, I don't expect it to be months or anything like last time. I really don't, but um, I I do think that uh, it it will probably get prolonged. I I, I think through the new year is probably something that that is uh, feasible for the NHL to convince both the owners and the players to be like, Hey, you know, let's just, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, that's not too long for, for either side. And I, I think that's probably a feasible thing that that might happen, but either way um, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's not fun to not play. No. And the red and for the Red Wings sake, so they added their most recent players and coaches got added literally yesterday um, as of recording. So two days ago, by the time you're listening to this on Sunday, they added more coaching, more, a bunch of new players. So that only gives them eight days. So they're not getting everyone back by the time of the game starting on New York. They'll get some of them back. Right. Like well, the, the, thing- the first set of players like Nadelkovich, they'll get back, mm-hmm. but not everyone. Actually, I don't even know because Nadelkovich went on on the 18th. And more players got added on the 19th. So that that whole, yeah, no, on the 27th, you'll get a, the Rasmussen and Fabry back. But outside of that, I don't think you even get head coach Jeff Blaschel back because it's outside or it's still inside that 10-day waiting period. So it, even the 10 days off that they're giving the Red Wings isn't still going to be enough. 
Yeah, and, and it's not just a, a Red Wings thing, right? Like there's like you said, there's still so lot. many there's still so many teams that are still getting more and more cases and more and more people entering health and safety, right? That are uh that when the league is supposed to come back, there's teams are still going to be hosed. Like, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this isn't a, uh, they have a 10 day waiting period and the break for the league was not 10 days. <laughs> yeah. So, that like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if for all these math people out there that that doesn't line up too well. Um, so I, I, I really would be shocked if we were back on, uh, on, on Monday, but uh, Again, maybe they they change some policies and uh, it only extend it, you know, five or seven more days, and then maybe we're back and and we have some sort of clean sailing from from there on out. Literally, twenty eight teams play on the twenty seventh, Scotty. There's fourteen games scheduled for December twenty seventh. I, I I don't see realistically how like the teams could probably play, but they wouldn't be playing at full strength. And right. so you're still going to have this AHL riddled roster, which I mean, I mean, still professional hockey players, but it's not who you're paying to see in most cases. So it, it seems early to say the 26th, honestly, and it gets harder the longer you push it back because that's more games that get postponed because 27th, you have four, 14 games, 28th, you have four, 29th, you have 11, 30th, you get seven, 31st, you have seven. Honestly, though, if you really want to restart with a clean slate, you kind of got to push the new year. Because then you actually give these players time to get healthy via your protocol. Like if you're following the NHL's protocol and they need 10 days, unless they change their protocol. But that's, a you know, we talked about that. But given the protocol as it stands now, they need 10 days to come back to facilities. And as it stands right now, when they're shutting it down, these players aren't having 10 days to recuperate. Yeah, their, their break wasn't even 10 days, like so, I said. Again, so yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> It literally so, doesn't light up. So again, congratulations. You, that's you just really... the NHL, right? Yeah. You, incompetence. You, and you did I, nothing. Yeah. Congratulations. You did nothing. And we're going to talk about how they continue to do nothing. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to boost mobile for the power of saving money because with boost, you get the power of a free 5g phone. So you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line. So your family can share all the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save? Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phone networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Threw it back in. Zetterberg. Shoot it quickly. Scores! He does! A buzzer beater! Two nights straight. And the Red Wings win it for three in overtime. All right, segment two. Locked on Red Wings podcast. And uh, we're talking about the NHL shutting down. And we kind of started getting into making fun of the league again and criticizing the league again because this doesn't work. This isn't going to work waiting until the 26th because it doesn't give enough time to recuperate. There's too many games on the 27th for everyone to get healthy. And it just goes back to 
the fact that the NHL keeps trying to sit on the fence and find a middle ground where there is no middle ground. You, yeah. you, you can't, you, you just can't, it does not work. Does not feasibly work coming back on the 27th or 26th even to start testing when all these players entered protocols literally today. Like I said, Edmonton Oilers players entered protocol today. Even again, like we, we've already reiterated it, but like even the, the, the start of when they were like, Hey, you know, we're, we're postponing, whatever, like it was a less than a 10 day yeah. <laughs> suspension of the league and their, and their policy says it takes 10 days. I, I'm not really sure. Like genuinely, I, I, it, there is no logic. I, I, that is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Yeah. And then it becomes the question, when do you reschedule these games for, right. and it, you look ahead at the schedule and you look, okay, when do you have your off days? And you look ahead until February where the NHL has literally three and a half weeks off because they are going to the Olympics. I theoretically and good. I mean, natural transition. Like, yeah. are we even going to go to the Olympics? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it is. It's been teetering on the edge ever since it came out that if you test positive in China, you could be subjected to up to a five week quarantine. That is loss of money for the players. If they test positive, they can't come back to the, the NHL to play. It's loss of money for the owners. That's literally a lose-lose situation for everybody involved. And so as much as it sucks, and as much as I'm a proponent of NHL players going to the Olympics for entertainment value purposes, like and it's just better when the NHL players are there because they're the best in the world. It doesn't make sense to go to the Olympics with a five-week quarantine hanging over your head. And now you have to make up games where you have a little, like from the third until the 22nd to make it up. This sucks so bad because the the players and, like, the fans and everybody, like, pushed and pushed and pushed and fought so hard to, to make sure that, like, NHL players were going to be able to go to the Olympics. That was, like, a, a big thing, right? And that was, that was something that was that – was, like I said, pushed and pushed and pushed and something that a lot of people advocated for and a lot of people fought for to make sure that the NHL players were going to be able to be in the Olympics. And now I, it's it's a total reversal. I mean, now you're just like, all right, well, now I, I'm not even sure if, if that makes sense or if I, I like genuinely, if I, if I, I don't, I'm not sure I would do that. Like, what? yeah, right. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure I would risk over a month of sitting out after I got back. Like, what? And and who would? I uh, that that my point is like I I don't blame anybody for not wanting to do that. And it just it sucks. It sucks because of how many people pushed to make sure that 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 happened and make sure that the NHL were was was cool with with the Olympic break and everything. And now. It looks like it was kind of all for naught, which is always yeah. uh, a crap situation. Well, the the NHL or not the NHL, the Winter Olympics just were not the same, you know, four years ago in uh, 2018 without the NHL players there. Like exactly, it, it was still fun, but without the cream of the crop players there, it, it just didn't have. I mean, Russia walked all over everyone. Yeah, in the end, because I mean, I'm sorry, not whatever Russian Olympic committee or whatever the hell they are right now. Cause they're still technically banned, but they're still playing. It makes no sense, but it, that, it just, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the same. 
And 2014 is the last time we saw NHL players in the Olympics. And like you said, they fought and they fought and they fought to beat Jimmy out. Howard in that, by the way. I know. Team USA. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> uh, dog, it's so cr- That was, that was uh, uh, when I made my Twitter. I made my Twitter right before the Winter Olympics in 2014. And some of my first tweets ever are about Jimmy Howard and that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah and so the players they fought so hard against the general managers and the owners to go to the olympics because obviously the owners and the management want to protect their assets these players Mm -hmm. are their assets and you don't want to risk them getting injured at the olympics because like then you lost them for nothing in their eyes and i understand that but like if you're an international hockey player outside of united states and canada olympic gold is the highest achievement you can get stanley Mm -hmm. cup's not the highest achievement you can get it's the olympic gold and so Ovi was threatening to go to the Olympics. He's like, try and stop me. And then eventually he backed down because um, he was facing like a huge suspension if he went. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that they finally agreed to go. And now COVID's standing in the way. And But even players are recognizing that it's just not worth it. And like when you have the players recognizing that it's not worth it, that's when you know it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they should just chill out. Like it sucks. It, just, it, it really sucks. does. And that and for me, that's the biggest reason. It's because of, again, how, how many people had to push to make sure that that the NHL actually agreed to let players go. And then now it's just, it's, it's a big slap in the face, not from any person, but from this <laughs> disease that has, this virus that has completely changed all of our lives over the last couple of years. And I'm thinking about the Detroit Red Wings players that could go to the Olympics that will not now. I mean, you're missing out on Moritz Seider making his debut as a German in the in the Olympics. Uh, I know Sweden was fighting to get Raymond added to their roster because uh, they, they, for some reason, they initially turned it down and they're trying to reverse that now because they didn't realize he was going to be what he was. Um, or something along those lines. And, you know, Dylan Larkin had a, like, he was going to make Team USA. He might not have been number one center, but he, very, very could have been number two center. Very well could have been, you know, the Bertuzzi maybe have made team Canada. I don't know. His whole vaccination status may have thrown a wrench into that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. People, you know, the team Canada manager, general manager might not look fondly on that. I don't know if that would have happened or not, but like you're, you're Delkovich, just, you know, yeah, there's, it's so sad, man. It makes me so sad. It, it's just a bummer. It really is just a bummer. And it was something I was really looking forward to. And now we're just not going to get it. And, and the NHL has the perfect reason to pull out now, not just the quarantine, but because they're going to have games to make up. They can say, Hey, February is the perfect time. Let's just end it. And the players aren't going to fight it. Cause they know it's the right thing to do. And it just, the only people who lose out here are the fans. Yep, absolutely. And like, again, like I, I, I don't, I don't blame any player for, for not going and nobody should. That's a, that's a heck of a risk, um, but doesn't make it any less sad. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I guess the players lose out too because they wanted to go to the Olympics. But yeah, I, was, I was saying more from like a health perspective. Like it right. makes sense for them to say, hey, it's not worth it. For sure. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the all-star voting and who you should definitely be voting for. But first, got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long. With more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new desktop 
or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Down at center. Fippel is back in. For Datsu. Back to Fippel. Yes. Valtteri Fippel. 2-1 Red Wings. 7-28 to play. What a play by Pavel Datsu. Final segment. Tuesday edition of the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Uh, Scotty and I are going to transition now from talking about how sad we are because COVID is still a thing, ruining everything. Talk about something that COVID could also ruin uh, in the All-Star game if the NHL doesn't come back. Um, But until January 8th, you guys have the ability to vote for three Detroit Red Wings to make it to the All-Star game. And I cannot think, I mean, the NHL got it right on nominating these three guys, Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, and Dylan Larkin. And this is the first time in literal years we've had actual options to vote for. In previous years, the NHL has had to elect a, a Red Wing candidate because it's one of those things where you, every team has to have a representative. Remember, like, one year it was Franz Nielsen. One year it was Jimmy Howard. One year it was Tyler Bertuzzi. The Jimmy but, Howard year was that was rough, man. That was, that was, rough. was that 18, 19? That was, that was rough, man. I mean, that, that was, uh, that <laughs> I'll never forget that one. That was like the pinnacle of like we suck, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> goodness. And but this year the Red Wings don't suck. In fact, you could argue that they're kind of good. Good. Yeah. Are and the they have good? Morris Sider, Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin. All three of them are candidates. I don't need to go over your statistics because we talk about it every game or every episode. And I want to see you Detroit Red Wings fan vote for all three of these guys to get in it because all three of them deserve it. And I think that the competition is fierce because the Atlantic division is just fierce in general. I mean, the lightning have Kalorn, Hedman, Point, Stamkos, Vasilevsky. The the freaking uh, Leafs have Marner, Matthews, Riley, Tavares. Uh, let me scroll up. Panthers have Huberto, Ekblad, Bobrovsky, Barkov. Bob. I mean, there's just so much fierce oh, McAvoy, Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron. Like, there's fierce competition on this roster. And you know a Detroit Red Wings is going to represent it either way. But there's three players that definitely deserve it. I and all three, like I, I, I would not be able to decide between the three of them. I think all three of them need to be in there. And I think Detroit Red Wings fans need to go out there and vote for them because Dylan Larkin's having a career year, and Raymond and Sider are having, you know, twin Calder Trophy. Can they do just give coach Calder trophies out this year? Come on, <laughs> because like they all three of them deserve it, and Red Wings fans deserve it. Let's be honest. So, you said you couldn't decide. My next question is going to make you decide if you could only pick one. I hate you, Scotty. <laughs> I hate to be you. fair, to be fair to me, I thought about that well before you said I can't decide. All right. I wasn't well, my- like just being a jerk. Like I like I, I I did, but then you said it. I was like, all right, well now I have to because I'm gonna pop, pat myself on the back here. Because we did uh when Nolan was still host of the show and I was still producer Brian before I became enforcer Brian. Enforcer Brian. Uh, <laughs> uh he had us all three of us on and we did bold takes of bold predictions for the season. My one bold prediction out of the two, we're not gonna talk about the other one, it was awful. 
um, was that Moritz Sider was going to have an all-star caliber season. He was going to make wow. the all-star team. I'm going to stick with that, and I'm going to say Moritz Sider Beauty. because he is the number one defenseman year one for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, and they're, they're I mean, like, you can't really go wrong with any of them. I think my pick would still be Larkin. Um, the captain. Just, yeah, just, I mean, over a point a game and is the captain of a team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you can't really, you, you can't go wrong with any of them, but you really can't go wrong with just giving it to Larks. Um, I, I, I think Cider would probably have to be in there at number two, though, which is whack because like Raymond's been amazing. Raymond's been incredible, and probably, he's almost at a point per game, like two points under. <laughs> yeah, probably doesn't deserve to be uh, third on any ranking of three people, but um, that it's it's tough, man. They just vote and put them all in. Why not? That's the thing is like it, you can have all three of them in if Red Wings fans go out there and vote. And I, they, dude, they, oh, all three of them deserve it so much. And you know what's crazy is I actually disagree with you on this. I think out of the three of them, I think Larkin has in the less, the least amount of chance out of the three. Really? And I say that because Larkin's been in the league for a few years, like seven now, and he's been an all star before he, his rookie season, actually. And that's where I'm going with this is Raymond and Cider are rookies. He's what people are going to want to see. He's what people are going to vote for. And when I say he, I mean both of them. Cider and Raymond. People are going to vote for Cider and Raymond because they're rookies. They're having phenomenal starts to the year, and they're one and two in Calder voting. I think Red Wings fans are going to pour in the votes for all three of them, but namely Raymond and Cider because they want to see their rookies make it to the All-Star game. That's why I think, again, not sleeping on Larkin. Again, career year, above, above a point per game right now, but people want to see Raymond. People want to see Cider in the All-Star game, and I think because they're rookies, they're new and they're shiny, that they have a better chance. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think uh, I think I was talking more in the sense of like, um, if you had to choose, yeah, I, mm, yeah, I don't know what word I want to use to describe what I was thinking. I don't I don't even know if I can if I can pick a word to to describe. It. I was gonna say deserving, but I think that's a slap in the face to the other two. Um, I I I don't know. Regardless, the the premise of rookies making it is electric because that's that's awesome right and that is one thing that the nhl is not afraid to do that the nba is terrified to do the nba it pretty much like doesn't allow rookies (laughs) to be it's like impossible yeah uh like like one of the most difficult things to do in the nba is be a rookie in the all-star game and uh the nhl is is awesome about that and and you know if you deserve to be in you're gonna you're you know if the votes go your way, you're, you're going to get in. So um, I think I think it would be awesome to see as many of them as possible. And that is really all there is to it. Listen, guys, I'm just saying that the last time a Red Wing rookie got nominated to the All-Star team, he became the captain of the Red Wings. So I'm just saying. You, just saying. you, say, you saying Larkin's going to get stripped? <laughs> wow, that's crazy, Brian. That's More a wild, cider that's is a that wild, good. That's your that's a wild prediction, man. Jack Eichel 2.0. No, not, no, <laughs> no. I, I'm not putting that in the atmosphere. No, uh, <laughs> that's a really weird thing to say on air, Brian. No, like know, I'm saying, weird. like it's a Steve Eiserman, Nick Lidstrom thing. You know, like Eiserman's here for 20 years. He retires. You know, you've had cider in the wings last for the next five or six years. Cider's going to be captain. 
I'm talking like Larkin's retiring at 31. No, Brian, this is just this is just not good, man. You're you're, <laughs> you're all, this is weird. Oh, I'm just making. I'm just having fun. <laughs> oh, all right. On that note, <laughs> any uh, any final thoughts, Scotty? Um. Ranking the best first baseman in Tigers history uh, tomorrow. So that'll be fun. You say who? Uh, it's number one's easy. The other four are will be kind of a actual debate. Oh, ranking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ranking. What I thought I say? you said Rayburn. And I was like, what? I would never, ever speak that man's name. <laughs> uh, one of my least favorite athletes of all time. Um, <laughs> now, that's the next, the next streaks you're going to do is the worst worst bait positional players those Tigers have ever had. Wow, that would actually be that would work. be a list. That would yeah. be that'd be wild. Uh no, I, I think just, you know, George on the tick. Go blue. Go blue. Uh I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make Lockdown Bets your second listen. Hosted by your boy Q with expert and analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's free and available on all platforms. We'll be back with you guys with another COVID pause episode on Wednesday. We continue to give you guys fresh content day in and day out. Uh, Same time, same place. It's your team, even if they're not on the ice, every day. Every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.